Centers of Progress, New York, Finance. Levels, pre-intermediate up. Where does progress happen? The story of civilization is, in many ways, the story of the city. It is the city that has helped to create and define the modern world. Urban centers have been the sites of pivotal advances in culture, economics, politics, technology, and more. This recording is part of a series of articles by humanprogress.org called Centers of Progress. The text has been adapted from an article by Chelsea Foley, who's the managing editor of humanprogress.org and a policy analyst in Cato Institute Center for Global Liberty and Prosperity. The article is about New York City, focusing on its contribution for the progress of finance. As many great cities lay in ruins after World War II, New York City assumed a new global prominence and even overtook London's central position in international financial markets. It soon became home to the world's largest and most prestigious stock market on Wall Street and forever changed finance. Wall Street is often considered to be both a symbol and geographic center of capitalism. Today, New York City is the most populous city in the United States, with over 8 million people. And the greater New York metropolitan area, with over 20 million people, is among the world's most populous megacities. In the American psyche, New York represents opportunity. Ellis Island was a historical gateway through which many immigrants arrived in the country during the 19th and 20th centuries, and New York remains a popular immigrant destination in the United States. In fact, it may be the world's most linguistically diverse city, with hundreds of languages spoken within its boundaries. New York is also where ambitious Americans of all stripes traditionally go to make a name for themselves in industries as diverse as writing, theater, commerce, fashion, mass media, investment, banking, and more. And those who make it often stick around. New York is home to more billionaire residents than any other city. The metropolis nicknames include the city that never sleeps, the Big Apple, Gotham, the capital of the world, the greatest city in the world, and in the surrounding region, simply the city. New York's cultural and economic importance is difficult to overstate. The city is a popular tourist spot, home to the iconic Statue of Liberty, the towering Empire State Building, the famous Broadway Theater District, and the bustling Times Square that is the site of the famous New York's Eve ball drop. As such, New York has been called the world's most photographed city, it has been estimated that if the New York metropolitan area were a country, it would boast the eighth largest economy in the world, a rank currently held by Italy. The city is also a research hub, home to over 100 colleges and universities, including New York University, Columbia University, and Rockefeller University. Perhaps the city's geography destined to be a center of commerce. Located in one of the world's largest natural harbors, the site where New York now stands was a logical place for human settlement. Originally, the area was inhabited by the Lenape people and other Native American tribes. They used the natural waterways for fishing and to trade and wage war with nearby tribes. The first European to visit the site was an Italian, Giovanni da Verrazzano, who was exploring the region in service to the French in 1524. 
He named the area New Angoulême after the French king Francis I, who was known as Francis of Angoulême before assuming the French throne. And Giovanni soon departed. Then, in 1609, the English explorer Harry Hudson, the namesake of Hudson Bay, arrived. He also soon left, but not before noting the large local beaver population. Beaver pelts were a valuable commodity. Word of Hudson's discovery spread quickly and inspired the Dutch to found several fur trading outposts in the area in the early 17th century. Those included a 1624 settlement in what is now Manhattan, initiated by the Dutch West India Company. By 1626, the Dutch had constructed Fort Amsterdam, which would serve as the town's nucleus until the fort's demolition in 1790. The town was appropriately named New Amsterdam and served as the capital of the local Dutch colonies collectively called New Netherland. To this day, several local place names maintain Dutch origins, including Harlem and Brooklyn. The Second Anglo-Dutch War, which happened between 1665 and 1667, despite ending in a Dutch victory, resulted in the British gaining control of the city as part of a treaty. In exchange, the British ceded the Dutch what is now Suriname, as well as Run, a small island that produces nutmeg, in what is today Indonesia. At the time, it seemed as though the Dutch had gotten a far better deal than the British. Nutmeg was extremely valuable, and the island complex that includes Run was famous in Europe, while New Amsterdam was a relatively obscure outpost. Few would have believed the small trading village on the island of Manhattan was destined to become the modern metropolis of New York, according to Australian historian Ian Burney. After the exchange, New Amsterdam was promptly renamed New York after the English King Charles' brother, James. James' title was the Duke of York, and he was the admiral who led the campaign to conquer the city during the war. The city rapidly grew. By 1700, New York had a population of almost 5,000 people. By the time of American independence in 1776, New York's population was about 25,000. In 1800, New York City had approximately 60,000 inhabitants. Boosted by immigration, it had well over 3 million by 1900. New York City took on its central importance in the post-war period. The Germans never acted on plans to bomb New York, deeming the operation too expensive. Thus, spared by the protective breath of the Atlantic Ocean, New York emerged from World War II not only unscathed, but prospering and poised to dominate global business and culture. By the late 1940s, New York had risen to become the world's biggest manufacturing center, boasting 40,000 factories, a million factory workers, and the world's busiest port, which handled 150 million tons of waterborne freight goods a year. New York was suddenly the city of choice for many top corporations doing business internationally, including Standard Oil, General Electric, and IBM. The nickname Headquarter City was added to the Metropolis collection of monikers. Even the newly formed United Nations was headquartered in New York, built between 1947 and 1952. 
The city inherited Paris's role as the center of the art and fashion world. New York was a refuge for foreign artists fleeing war-battered Europe, like the Dutch painter Pierre Mondrian, and a hothouse of creativity cultivating groundbreaking American artists like Jackson Pollock. The city's musical influence also expanded rapidly, from influential interpretations of classical music by the New York Philharmonic at Carnegie Hall to bebop, the new form of music pioneered in Harlem's nightclubs that would take the world by storm. Above all, the city was at the center of post-war globalization. Fittingly, the newly internationalized New York took on the role of the world's financial capital and the site of the world's two largest stock exchanges, the New York Stock Exchange and later National Association of Securities Dealers Automated Quotations, or NASDAQ. Since its humble origins in 1792, when 24 brokers signed the Buttonwood Agreement, thus establishing a securities trading operation in the city, the New York Stock Exchange has flourished in the face of adversity. The U.S. Civil War, which happened between 1861 and 1865, helped the financial district expand by prompting more securities trading and the stock exchange moved to its current location at 11 Wall Street in 1865. But it was World War II that let the stock exchange gain unparalleled global prominence. Credit cards were also among New York's post-war financial innovations. In 1946, a banker named John Biggins thought to create charge cards that could be used at various shops throughout New York's Brooklyn neighborhood. Shopkeepers could deposit the sales slips at Biggins Flatbush National Bank, which would then bill cardholders. In 1989, an iconic bronze statue known as the Charging Bull, or the Wall Street Bull, was erected in the financial district of Manhattan to represent capitalism and prosperity, a play on the term bull market that denotes positive market trends. As the symbol of capitalism, on one hand, Wall Street became the target of the anti-capitalist Occupy Wall Street protest movement in 2011. The protesters were concerned about economic inequality, fearing that the prosperity created by the market system was not widely shared. On the other hand, Wall Street is thought to play an invaluable role in everything, from facilitating ordinary Americans' retirements to funding promising innovations, ultimately expanding the economic pie and raising living standards. As the securities lawyer Thaya Brook Knight put it, I quote, at its core, here's what Wall Street does. It makes sure that companies doing usable things get the money they need to keep doing those things. Do you like your smartphone? Does it make your life easier? The company that made that phone got the money to develop the product and to get it into the store where you bought it with the help of Wall Street. When a company wants to expand or make a new product or improve its old products, it needs money. And it often gets that money by selling stocks or bonds. That helps those companies, the broader economy, and consumers generally." Unquote. New York City remains the world's leading financial center and the heart of the U.S. finance industry, to the point that Wall Street has become shorthand for financial capitalism itself. While many still consider Wall Street the world's financial center, new technologies have allowed investing to become increasingly decentralized. Today, anyone can buy and sell stocks using a smartphone while enjoying the comforts of home, 
and internet forums with names like Wall Street Bets can compete with traders on the literal Wall Street. Still, anyone who shares in the economic benefits of the financial sector should thank New York City for taking banking to new heights.